Hello, I'm Emma Jane Purcell and welcome back to Fail Harder, the podcast where I chat to people at the top of their game about failure, from their first memory of failure to how they cope with it now. Joining me on this week's podcast, I have the wonderful Anne Skelly. People are very tricky and I, I feel like it's still a new thing to me that people lie. <laughs> Do you know, I think it's really? such a shocking... I still think it's quite a shocking thing because I go like, oh my God, like, he lied right into my eyeballs. Yeah. Like, I would have such guilt if I did that. Since Anne's recurring role on Red Rock, she has gone on to play the lead in BBC's Death and Nightingales opposite Jamie Dornan. And she was nominated for two IFTAs for her role in the film Kissing Candies. Anne is also currently shooting on Joss Whedon's brand new HBO series, The Nevers. But Anne isn't here to talk about success. She's here to talk about failure. Anne. Hi. You are very welcome to Fail Harder. Thank you very much. <laughs> wow, I like that uh, that whole intro. It's a great face. Your, nice your, face. <laughs> your celebrity uh, arrival today, yeah. coming from the airport, coming from London, wet hair. Yeah. Feeling feeling very glamorous. Very and, glamorous. Uh, moist. I didn't have... <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Started off with a yeah, weird foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking edit that out, all right? It's gone. Um, cool. I yeah, I was like, definitely, and it's going to be half an hour late because you were like, oh, I'm coming into the airport. At, what was your flight? You know, three. I think it was qu- quarter. I wouldn't say it's actually quarter to two. I think I got it wrong. Oh, okay. But I, I just like, gave Are you myself. Sure, you're going to be time. there for half four. And you were like, yeah. I was yeah. like, she's definitely not going to be there for half. Four. I was here five minutes early. There <laughs> you're I more organised than me. <laughs> All right, before we begin, let me just explain the format of the podcast to you. So I have 20 questions numbered at random. Most are straightforward, however, some are a little unconventional. And in the spirit of failure and trying to assert control over what life throws at us, you can pick the numbers. Okay, great. So are you ready? Do I do it now? Okay, yes. Yes. Okay. Do it. Um, Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Seven. Number seven. Oh, no. That's so cliche. It, it is yeah. kind of cliche. I'm sorry, I'm but sorry. to be honest, actually, if my memory serves me correctly, a lot of other guests want to pick seven, but then don't. So actually, you're the first one who wow. has actually picked seven. So I'm kind of like the me. most honest I person think. that's been through these doors. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I try to go with. All right. Seven. Somewhere seven. Is there something you fail at regularly? Oh, yeah. Like, just like living life, I'd suppose. Okay. Be, you know, like I, I've had the same list since I was about 14 that I should do. Like, you know, it's where it's like, get up by 6 a.m., like go and do some yoga, meditate, you mm. know, like, uh, you know, just all this eight glasses of water a day. Just basically the, the, the basics, the basics. I fail at the basics. But, but you life. mean you don't take off the things on the list? I, I take off some of the, the things, actually, because I tend to delude myself into thinking that a half-done thing is, like, good enough. Like, it's yeah. really, like, I guess it's about being kind to yourself um, <laughs> and giving yourself the dopamine hits that you need without actually being rewarded for anything that you've done. Is there, um, like, something that you kind of want to do all the time? For example, yoga. 
Like, yeah. Or you like, this is, I'm going to do it and it happens every month and then you're like, nah. Yeah, yeah, like yoga, um, meditate, like literally anything that I know I'll feel good about for some reason I have an allergic reaction to doing it. Really? Yeah. Are you a bit like of a lazy person, do you think? You see, I'm not, how dare you, first of all. <laughs> um, no, you know, it's not about, I, like, I, I, I just... I think I'm afraid to actually do the thing in case I I, I I have an idea of myself in my head. I'm like, okay, I'm someone who meditates and does yoga mm-hmm. and hikes. Um, and then it turns out that, oh, I actually fucking hate this and I'm bored and I don't like to wear clothes that tight to my body, yes. um, first of all. Um, and and ooh, my knees are brittle, my hips are brittle. You know, it's it's a whole rigmarole. It's a whole rigmarole. So yeah, you aspire to be the kind of zen gal. Yeah, but kind at the same of like time, don't really want to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yoga bunny. Near, mm. you know, isn't that a phrase? A yoga bunny. Yeah, no. or a yogi. A yogi. A yogi. A gym bunny. A yoga. A yogi. No, a yogi. A yogi. A and um, I have an idea of yeah. myself as a yogi as well. Like yeah. I will go to yoga. For like a stint, like I'll <laughs> I'll I'll go for six weeks and I'll be like, like oh yes. yeah, I, yoga um there yesterday and yeah I, <laughs> yeah yeah sorry I can't I've got yoga yeah I've been doing yeah. so much yoga <laughs> and then I won't go for like yeah. six months and then I'll do another six weeks and be like yeah I do yoga. You see I I don't even go to the class. What I'm talking about is yoga with Adrian. I did like two oh, weeks yeah, of that. Oh yeah, Adrian. I, was like, I like Adrian. I love I like Adrian. Her dog. I love Adrian. I love her dog. I yeah. love when the dog comes into the picture and she's slow enough for me to like handle because mm. I get real freaked out because I went to sometimes I go to yoga classes and I feel like actually crying I'm like twice I nearly walked out I, I like rolled up the mat in anger and just went fuck really? this really yeah because like your hands get sweaty you're slipping all over the place and they're like how is anyone doing this in this room and then like your why are you doing it so get, fast your hands get so sweaty I was I saw a girl as well with these kind of gloves I was like is it just me and that girl and I just don't have gloves that other people not slip I with their know. hands on I, the mat I think that they actually probably like melt their hands to a way where it can actually have some grip uh, that's the only ex- excuse I bought a really sticky yoga mat and it's Oh, so gross and terrible. Like your hair is, you know, when it's like lie down, be relaxed, savasana, and then you you lie down and you're kind of like trying to scoot up, but the hair is sticking, and it's just it's very uncomfortable experience. Mm. Basically, all of this stuff for me. The sticky mat doesn't sound good. No. No. Do you have like um like fitness guilt? Like if you aren't being like a fit person and not exercising, do you feel guilty about that, or are you just kind of like oh whatever? Yeah, you see. I forgot that I had a body nearly because I was just like, I, I was very active when I was like 12 and I've been coasting on that for the past, I would say, 10 years. <laughs> um, and that's just active kind of where what? I left like, it. Like GAA? No, or? I, they would, no, I was bad at the L gap. I can't imagine you doing GAA. No, I wasn't. I, was, I, w- I remember when I first moved to the countryside. Um, or No, actually, do you know what? I went to a very kind of Dublin-based kind of countryside school in Camuckridge. And then I went... Uh, I went to move to Oilgate, which is like very countryside people. A lot, everyone does ga and is like related to each other, and not in a gross way. But anyway, yeah. Um, but they, uh, yeah, I remember turning up to my first ga uh, or Gaelic football training in bright white tracksuit bottoms and like a pink raincoat, oh, and it was all a mistake. It was all a mistake from there on out. It was all downhill. Oh, God. It was yeah. never accepted by that community. Um, but no, I did soccer. 
fair, yeah. fair play. Yeah, I did soccer. And Were you good? I tried really hard. I tried really hard and they saw that and they appreciated it. <laughs> and I thought, do you know what? The only way I'm staying on any team is if I head ball the ball or head the ball, whatever. And so I would head the ball so like as much as I could because that's all I could do. Okay. Really bash into things. <laughs> it sounds like I used to try and do basketball like in first year, second year. I wish I could have done basketball. I'd be like, I, I, when I look back to it, I'm like, why did I waste my time? So mm. I, I went to a secondary school that was really obsessed with basketball for some weird reason. They'd won a lot they of all Ireland. They have their things, don't they? Some people have yeah. like hockey. Or rugby or whatever yeah. it is. And anyways, my school was basketball and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do you have an idea of yourself that you can do everything yeah Yeah. like I'm gonna go to basketball I actually went nearly every day for like (laughs) six months and then it was like crunch time it was like going to the blitzes yeah yeah and then they they put me on the B team Mm -hmm. and the B team were like terrible like nobody on the B team could play basketball (laughs) yeah yeah and I thought I was like I'm definitely getting on to the A team and then there I was and then (laughs) I I still went to training I was like do you know what this will be great. Mm. And then the trainers just didn't show up for the B team. Oh. I know. I know. Oh, that's really tough, I know. actually. Yeah. Who is going to play me in the movie? Who yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'd be like a Julie, like the next <laughs> Julie Roberts, like where it's kind of like she then coaches the B team. Oh, yeah. And they all actually beat the A team in spirit, not in the actual yeah. matches, but in spirit for sure. They come out as better, better Would people. Would you play me in the movie? Uh, if, you'd you to, if you'd want me to, if you'd want me to, you could play yourself in the movie, I guess. I don't think I I'd could be young creating for that time. my own work. We'll, we'll, we'll get to your Shane. We'll get to your Shane. Let's just cut the. Oh, yeah, Shane. Yeah, yeah, All right. Okay. Next number. Okay. Oh. Um. Eighteen. Number eighteen. What failure do you fear the most? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Okay, I was really hoping it would be like about geography. Um, <laughs> uh, what failure do I fear the most? I think probably like your personal life, right? Like yeah. I've, I feel like if you're getting into acting or whatever, you kind of go like, okay, this probably ain't gonna work out. And if it doesn't, like, what are my other options? And is there a way that I don't place my entire happiness on acting? Um. So I'd nearly, yeah, I, I'd nearly say, because, I don't know, failure, becoming an asshole maybe, like people thinking you're an asshole and you're, yeah, and you don't even realise it. I don't know, something like that, probably biggest failure, yeah, maybe that. Do you find I that, like, I mean. obviously you're doing super well at the moment and, at you the know, moment. <laughs> who knows what's <laughs> in the future. Every moment and. is fleeting. <laughs> we don't know what'll happen. Um, <laughs> But, you know, you're doing a HBO series, which is great. And you've done some really, really cool things. And you're still like, what, 23? 23, yeah. 23. Um, Do you have that kind of inbuilt fear that because you are doing so well that people are going to be like seeing like, oh, what's she like? Like, is she, you know, stuck up, actor, doing really well? Or, you know, do you feel like you need to be extra nice? Do you know... Yeah, I've, I've talked about this with old, like older actresses who've been actually experienced and... You know, they kind of their advice is to always like forget about trying to be the nicest person in the room and mm. just trying to avoid being the bitch. And 
Because, like, there is a thing, and I, I got into this habit of being like, hey, Patricia, how's the kids? Yeah, June, are we going out for drinks on Friday? You know, like, and you're, like, <laughs> really, like, making such an effort, and then you're fucking spent yeah. when you're doing the scenes. But, um, yeah, I, I, I do think there is that pressure, and I do, fe- yeah, I do fear, what was the question? I do fear, like, people... Say, talking, saying shit about you, and I've heard yeah. rumors about me and stuff really? like that. Like yeah. Do you want to say no? I I don't know because it could be too specific. Okay, to the don't. people, but I, you know, people saying things out of jealousy. I'd imagine, yeah. and, um, stuff like that, which you know I can understand, but um, and I do think that people want to take away your success from you, or your, yeah, they kind of want to take it away. Um, and go well at least she's shit in that aspect of her life or whatever it is um, which I found very difficult and it used to really bug me but now I really really don't care which is nice but wow. it took a really long time to get to that like uh, already I think what's changed? Um, <laughs> therapy <laughs> great yeah, no, love um, it yeah no I, I just had to when you stop giving away your energy to people so much I think that was a big problem with mine which was respecting like having boundaries in place to protect yourself from people because people do want to walk all over you sometimes so Mm. like I had this habit of letting people um kind of just be themselves and I wouldn't correct them so you know like if you you know now I'd be like don't fucking talk to me that way or whatever it is but um I remember the past I think my 20 like 2021 not the year but my ages um (laughs) I I kind of experienced like three big pe- like characters in my life who really pushed me to the point where I was like, geez, like they would say such horrible things to me or they'd be very manipulative or yeah, just be quite horrible people mm. and be the worst versions of themselves just because they were allowed to be and they felt that you were naive enough to take it all on and then you disappear from their life one day or whatever and they're, they're, they're left scrambling or if they think that people will hear about it it's you know it's a reputation based yeah. fear I'd say but uh, yeah no I, I, I think I can acknowledge that when people say stuff about you or, or try to presume stuff about you you don't actually have to perform mm. to counter it because then I also think it's you're not respecting well, you're, you're not respecting people I guess and their own intelligence to kind of take responsibility for their own feelings and a lot of it just doesn't have to do with me any you know you know what I mean absolutely yeah yeah. and I think because like you started off quite young like you did Red Rock and how old were you doing Red Rock I I was 17 I started it um and then I think I stopped when I was about 19 and that's when I did Bow Street for a year. Mm. Um, Best place ever. Yeah, woo woo shimmy. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, all I do is lock myself in dark rooms. No, um, <laughs> um, what do we call it? Yeah, no, I, when you're young, I think it was difficult always being the youngest person in the room, being the youngest cast member. Um, now I'm not, which is kind of cool, but cool. yeah, yeah, you kind of feel like, <laughs> oh, you can. Yeah, yeah, you'll <laughs> learn. What's my line? Shit. No, um, so I think, uh, yeah, it takes a lot of learning about because there's also the school dynamic that you have to kind of grow out of in your brain a bit and the weird structures of friendships and stuff like that. And that doesn't apply in the adult world, or sometimes it really does, which is 
creepy and weird. But and I'm interested. Why did you want to do the year in Bow Street? Because I mean, you could have probably just kept on working at that stage. Well, yeah, I'd I'd actually. So I did kissing. I did something. Um, this web series in Paris for a month, which was really cool. Um, but then I did kissing Candice, and so I was working straight out of Red Rock. But what I felt was when I went into Bow Street, I f- remember just being so distraught because. I was felt very mechanical, like I felt like very technically proficient. Right, yeah. And like, you know, I felt like a lot of my scenes were, you know, apart from like, there, I mean, it was incredible and it was like the best experience to learn and there's like really, really talented people on it. But like sometimes I would find what they would do uh, is I'd be just be able to walk to my mark, look at my phone, your thumb is hesitating whether to call someone or not. Look at the guard station, guard station, and cry. And so I just felt like I was always like, okay, so I'm crying right now. And I just felt like this isn't the actor that I want to be. Yeah. I like being able to kind of robotically being like cry from your left eye. Great, okay, we're doing. And I, can I, you robotically cry like that? Well, what do you mean? Like, like I can't if, if like if someone's like I need you to cry. Can yeah, you? Can yeah, you just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, cool. But yeah, it's it's cool because I mean, like I feel I like find negative that really hard. Well, really hard. do you find uh, joyful stuff or like, you know, like there's different, I feel like yeah. feelings you work on. Yeah, I I suppose like the joyful kind of comedy things would come easier, maybe. Yeah, but the... that comes hard to me. Really? Yeah, yeah, I have to really work on that because I found with the crying is you just have to find where your breath is and where that feeling is in your body. For me, it's my solar plexus. So all I have to do is like kind of touch that spot, be very conscious of that spot or listen to edit. Piev, I can't even pronounce it, or Max Richter or something like that. And like you have your playlists or even there's a scene from a film that I watch and I on YouTube and I cry. So like or it gets you into that space of traumatic wow. tension. But I, I then I, I remember having to do like this like scene where I was like falling in love with someone and I remember being like, fuck, I don't know how to do that. Like <laughs> that's really embarrassing. Like because <laughs> if you're sad, you've got nothing to lose, you know, but like if you're happy, everything can be taken away. And it's like so much more humiliating. Wow. Um, because, yeah, and uh, whatchamacallit, so I really had to find where that feeling is. I still do. I still, it, it still is hard to work on. You, would you be more... Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. Yeah, please. <laughs> would you be, <clears throat> like, a little bit fearful of comedy roles or how would you feel about them? Well, the like, I wondered to myself, I was like, am I ever going to be able to do something that I can just be happy and not cry? All the, like, I really do enjoy doing dramatic stuff. I yeah. really love it. Um, And it's not that it comes easy. It's just I know the techniques yeah. or whatever for my that work for me. But, um, but the thing that I'm doing now, my character is a lot closer to me than any of the other things have been. And it's, it's, like I say funny things and I don't cry and Great. I don't have a dark troubled past and it's kind of cool and she's just delighted and looking forward to things and really trying her best and I'm trying to find because sometimes you're filming something that's funny and you're doing at the reacher and everyone laughs and you're kind of getting that validation but then on set no one's supposed to laugh and so you're kind of going Whoo, will that work? I don't know and you know there's instinctual feelings when you read it but then you kind of go oh if I try play with it mm. like there's Tom Riley is um playing a very funny part in it and um he is just ma- amazing and I was watching him do this hilarious take and he would do it different every single time but it would make me laugh so hard that I'd actually have to look away and I like I was just thinking how does he do that like he's just 
so free and open and not inhibited I suppose to be able to embarrass himself like that and be able to have fun with it and I'd like to get to there Class, um, yeah. yeah I just think it's yeah a lot do you, do you find that being on there is more freedom on just like you were talking about like being on Red Rock and being on a soap yeah. obviously it's kind of more churned out and you feel a bit more robotic yeah. do you feel like there is more freedom on like the bigger like HBO sets or is it a more pressure Um, I think it's more freedom actually because I mean with Red Rock you don't get a chance to you kind of you just got to do it or it's you know not going to happen right, so yeah, yeah. um you know it's like shoot the rehearsal last 10 minutes or or the whole series is fucked so you better get it in um but um and it's enjoyable in the way where it's like I don't have time to think or to doubt myself or think very much of myself and you just do it yeah um and everyone's kind of in this kind of real uh, uh team spirit whereas with H the HBO I guess it's a very different dynamic because we had six weeks to shoot the first episode but now it's going to be like 12 days an episode we really have to <laughs> turn it six out six weeks to 12 days yeah 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 what <laughs> yeah I know how is that allegedly like? um <laughs> I don't know I mean like I think they, they just gave the pilot a lot I, I think there's a lot of stuff to f- like uh Figure action out. and stuff like that that yeah it's okay. very um, I wonder is it that and CGI and stuff like that. It's su- it's it's not supernatural. It's science fiction. So yes, sci-fi, Victorian. Ooh. Did you see War of the Worlds? Actually, I didn't know. I I just watched it. It's very good. But um, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's in, it's really interesting to be able to do sci-fi in Victorian kind of times because yeah. it's you like look that. V- you look very Victorian. Thank you very much. It's uh, the lack of sun and I have a real my nineteen <laughs> look. People always 19, tell me yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely the rebels. Yeah, I yeah. definitely did. Just like big Irish head on me, like <laughs> the, it's the twinklies, the twink, twinkly eyeballs, the twinkly eyeballs, and, the and so many freckles in the summer. They've kind of dissipated now; oh. they're gone. But um, oh my god, when I came back from my little stint of traveling, where you lived in my room, hey, <laughs> yeah. did you did you find the present I left for you under the bed? Was no, there a no, 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 there isn't. But um, I thought it was, I was trying to sound kind of creepy, but it didn't. No, no uh, sorry. Oh, you're I talking about creepy present. I yeah, just yeah. went to something cool. No. Um, oh, that's nice. I don't even know do, what time. Do you like now? being told that? That I look 1960 yeah. Irishy. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Do you know, I don't I mind like it. it. Yeah. I think when I was younger, actually, um, I hated it. Mm. I was like, because you're like, no, I'm sexy. What are you talking yeah, about? I'm like, pa- Pamela Anderson. What are you? <laughs> I'm not Irish. Yeah, I'm Brazilian. Yeah, I put lemon in my hair on holidays, oh, yeah. just like thinking it would actually yeah. go blonde. Like yeah. you know, now this is at a very mm-hmm. young kid because I'd heard that, and I just didn't understand why my skin. And I'd be on holidays for two weeks or whatever, and I just wouldn't tan at yeah. all, and that used to really annoy me. Whereas yeah. now I'm like, ah. Yeah, fine. yeah. I I try to stay out of the sun. I'm like a vampire, and yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. No, I I I really like when people have distinctive faces like that, where mm-hmm. you kind of go, oh, you could be in a 1920s mafioso film, like, or you know, you could be a crime boss. Or why is it all to do a crime? I don't know. I watch The Irishman. <laughs> um, but like, I you know, I've seen all, The Irishman. Oh, yet. Good. I, I like it. it. I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. I did. I did. I think you know, Martin and Robert were at their finest moments. Great. Right. Uh, <laughs> good lads. Good lads. All right, Anne. Yeah. Will we move on to the next yeah. number? Yeah. The, uh, 15 Number 15 
Okay. <laughs> Why does that feel like life or death? <laughs> what number I pick? Okay, because it is. Okay, go. Because yes. it, it is. Okay, because it is. <laughs> okay. Right. What is officially the number one song of 2019? Issues by the, in that Killing Eve series. You got them too. Do, 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 do. No, is it not? Okay, can no. I? How many goes do I get? Fifteen. <laughs> supposed to get one, but okay. Right, I right. actually want to change. I'll give you three. I don't. Uh, Lewis Capaldi. Nope. No. Um. Really think is it one of the think, direction people? Think somebody you've seen a lot this year, just everywhere. Who have I seen a lot Who this year? Everywhere. Who have I seen a lot this year? Everywhere. Beyonce. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. She didn't even do song out Who this year. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't know. <laughs> Billie Eilish. Oh, this Eilish. girl. Bad oh, guy. Yeah. I of course saw it is. her live at Electric Picnic this And how was she? Well, she was cool, yeah. yeah. She was cool. Her hair was, was green cool. and she was oh. wearing cool clothes and Very bopping trendy. about. I, Yeah, I liked her. I'm not like a massive fan. I just, it was just no, kind of on. It. <laughs> yeah, it's not trying to play it. All right. She really had cool. Really She's wearing a t-shirt right now with Billie Eilish's face. I love it so so much. I'm the bad guy. Do you know what I mean? Everyone I just felt that. like because yeah. it's nearly Christmas that I put in, you know, mm. some 2019 trivia. Yeah, oh, that's nice. I actually asked my boyfriend of this course. question yesterday. Billie Eilish. She was born this year, wasn't she? Uh, yeah. That was me trying to send. Yeah, she, than was, I was, but she was. She was probably <laughs> same age. You're probably <laughs> same yep, 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 about 12. Sorry, but I asked my boyfriend this last night and who doesn't know anything about yeah. pop culture. Like, and he knew. And he got it right. He was like, oh, I don't know Emma Jane. And I was like, come on, just give it a try. And he was like, oh, I don't know, that bad guy song? I was like, yes. <laughs> Obviously. Why didn't I think of that? I don't know. Oh, I'm end of the know. loop. All right. New number. 20. Number 20. All right. Mm. <laughs> and <Anne> Skelly. <laughs> Spell onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia. How is your spelling? Like, do you think? I used to be very good. My nanny used to test me. Um, okay. I can, All right. I can spell that. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> Newtown Bend Kennedy. Um, was it onomatopoeia? I remember this in fucking school. Onomata, onomatopoeia. I feel like it's an O. Uh-huh. I feel like E. Mm-mm. A. Mm-mm. On a, is it a consonant or a vowel? A consonant. N. Anna, ah, what the? F- <laughs> Are you oh, sure? e, oh, is right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anna, ah, no, ah, no. Ma, m, mhm, ah, yeah, t, yeah, ah, no. Fuck, Anna, mata, e, no. What could possibly <laughs> Anna, mata, p, Anna, mat, i, <laughs> z. <laughs> Anomatopoeia. Shall I spell it? Oh, is that it there? Yeah. B? Is there a B in there? No. Okay. What yeah, spell it. O N. Yeah. O M. A T. O P. Mato. O E. I A. Right. Anomatopoeia. Anomatopoeia. What does it mean? The That the sound the of the word, word is ref- like. It. Like the word. <laughs> Like the word sizzle, like so it sounds oh, like yeah. what it means. Just like onomatopoeia, where no yes. one knows what it means. because Well, probably everyone. <laughs> the smelly questions are my favourite. Yeah. They're okay. so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay, next oh, note. Oh, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> one? One. Oh. Um, has anyone you loved ever really failed you? Everyone I've loved has failed me. Mm-hmm. No, um, yeah. Um, my parents. No, um... Here's my list. <laughs> Here's it. I've I've got a kill list right here. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, yeah. Um, like people who are still in my life, or they may or may not be. Um, I mean, big failures. I mean, I suppose it would depend on your personality, really, because yeah. some people might. I, I mean, a relationship up. is kind of a good example, I suppose. If you I don't really do relationships, like no, no I don't. Um, I don't really. Is that like is that like a, a, a a general thing or is that an at the moment thing? Oh no! Like generally in my life, I just don't. I don't know. I find it really hard to. I don't know. I usually move a lot around a lot as okay. well and stuff. I just don't. It's not ever been something a focus in my life. Not something that you really want. No, no. I, it's not something. I, I I think you know. Per- personally, I. I'm just very contented. But yeah, no, I've just never, I've never found a lot of entertainment from, or, you know, I don't need companionship in that way, I mm. suppose. But, um, you're pretty good on maybe your own. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. Um, but, but someone I love, the, if I can think, I mean, yeah, like, people you love always I feel mm. like failure but it depends I think I always consider the intention and I try to consider my own responsibility in it because sometimes I, I found the past like those three big people the past few years I let them walk all over my boundaries and it's kind of like a failure in yourself yeah. but then I'm glad those people were revealed to me because mm-hmm. um, I don't think if I was so naive in a lot of ways then I don't think I would have known who they were because they were very good at hiding it um, but people did you feel quite hurt after them or oh yeah like totally betrayed I mean after a while when I could so what I do is I take on the response like because I'm such a saint I'm such a good person <laughs> um, no I take on definitely I try to take on I usually just throw the apologies right away and I'm like oh I'm sorry I don't like you know and because you know confrontation and whatnot um but then I you know if you give me like a second to catch my breath I can I get I guess I can understand that it's not just all of you and it, you know yeah all that it's quite a it's quite a is it <clears throat> No, I was going to say, is that like a female thing? But maybe not. Because I feel like I do that as well. That yeah. I'll, I'll kind of immediately nearly go to the sorry. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, sorry. And then five Giving minutes away later. right away. Yeah, nearly. five minutes yeah. later. I'm like, hold on. Yeah. Actually, what am I sorry about? They <laughs> yeah, in you the slept wrong. with my sister. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry she was so good looking and I'm not enough. I didn't absorb enough <laughs> uh, nutrients in the embryo. I just naturally yeah. feel myself um, just doing that, just going straight to the... I guess it's the easier way yeah. in a lot of ways because if you kind of sit down, if you sit back and go like, oh no, actually, like, you you hurt me and that wasn't nice and you're not nice, you're not being nice or whatever and then that person doesn't apologise or they go, well, you know, they twist things or they yeah I think 
I think it's just, uh, yeah, people are very tricky. And I, I feel like it's still a new thing to me that people lie. <laughs> Do you know? I think it's really? such a shocking. I still think it's quite a shocking thing because I go like, oh my God, like you lied right into my eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> like I would have such guilt if I did that. Do you um, think, are you a bad liar then? Really bad liar. Really, really bad, bad liar. liar too. Yeah. yeah. It's just gross, right? You, can, yeah. you kind of go, nah, mm, I can't come yeah. to the uh, party because uh, my my dentist, uh, he didn't have me over for dinner. Yeah. And people expect because you're an actor, you know, like yeah. that you would be a good liar. But actually, I don't know, is it because acti- acting is about honesty? <laughs> it's all. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. But you know what I mean? I find it so tough to like tell a proper lie. I have to, I'm just straight out with it. Like, yeah, I feel like things I say genuinely sound like lies because I I'm so afraid I don't know I'm so afraid of people thinking I'm lying nearly that I go this doesn't sound right but like I promise it's the truth and you're just gonna have to believe me you know uh, you know and it's nearly that kind of scenario whereas it's like (laughs) you know just make life really difficult for myself yeah yeah that's a good way to be though to to be an honest person I don't know anymore people value it so much I think that at the end of the day at your funeral. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd People. rather someone be upfront, be an asshole, like, as yes. well. You know what I mean? Rather than doing that. Sometimes I find in England or London, the culture's kind of different where it's like, everyone's quite nice. Everyone's really nice. But there's a distance sometimes. And I kind of don't know how to read that. And I was talking to another uh, bunch of Irish people and they're going, yeah, I can't. Sometimes I don't know whether that distance is them being really polite and telling me to fuck off or if, like, it's, you know, just them trying to warm up or what you know and it's I find that really hard to to mm. judge yeah interesting yeah do you like London? I like London I didn't like it I'm talking about failures last year I moved over for five out of the six months I was supposed to be there and I didn't last I was like get me out of here this is like depression central Um, it's like you can't afford to do anything so I just wouldn't leave the house Um. And you're just, yeah, and you're like, oh my God, how much is an avocado again? Um, But now that I'm working and I feel like I have a community around me and like a GP, I feel kind of like... Yeah. This this is what I think is a great metaphor is we're all like, like London's a dog and we're all fleas and it's shit if you're like a vegetarian flea because you're like not a part of the whole reason you're supposed to be there. You know, you just kind of a hanger on her, <laughs> and it's like, where uh, did you start from? That I don't know. It just what, how I feel. I feel like a flea on London's dog. Um, yeah. Would you? Is there like somewhere that you would like to settle in the future, or is that just something you were not thinking about? Oh, I'd like to be far, far away from anyone I know. I no, I'd like. To, I'd like. <laughs> in so, a free. Yeah, in a free. Yeah. No, I am. Um, I. I do like the idea, like my parents live in the Italian countryside Gorgeous. and it's very, very nice Um, and I really like it there. I very much like, I don't think I'd like to live in a city, but obviously that's where the work is. Like I know some actors who are like an American actor who lives in Paris and he like, he's working on the uh, the show that I'm doing in London. So he's kind of back and forth. But, um, and I kind of like that idea of... Mm being able to like sometimes I just wonder with acting it's like we there's so much limitation it's great like but you just really can't live a certain way and you can't I don't know 
cut your hair. So, you know, just yeah, a whole bunch of really stuff that people don't think about sometimes, I wonder. Yeah. Um, but because you've kind of spent a lot of your years so far moving about between, you know, oh Italy, yeah. Dublin, Probably England. since I was nine, it's just been like yeah. moving everywhere. I yeah. think that that's actually kind of a blessing in disguise because I think a lot of actors who become successful really struggle with that yeah. without, the, you know, having the kind of base and, yeah. you know, having to be moving about and staying in hotels or whatever it is. Um, so I feel like because you're used to that, that's yeah. actually quite good. Yeah, like one thing I would have really liked as probably a kid would have, or teenage years would have been like, I'd love to have like one place that's just ours and, mm. you know, um, but my parents moved a lot around a lot and we... Or a lot in my eyes. And so I really, uh, my comfort zone would definitely lay where my family is. Yes. But it's not uh, to a, tied to a certain place at all, at all. Like Italy was kind of a culture shock. Um, Different parts of Ireland was a culture shock mm. as well. So yeah, I, I, I'm glad of that. I am. Because I'd hate to actually really want to return I don't know, to one particular spot. Yeah, but, but do you very yeah. much feel like an Irish gal? Um, no, oddly enough. Oh. Yeah, I mean, now, the longer I've been in London, for what, like the six months, <laughs> the more I'm like, I should definitely read Ulysses in Irish. Like, what's wrong with me? Um, and I do want to, le- like, learn Irish now. Um, did you, do? You, well, you did it in school, obviously. Yeah, I was really bad. I yeah. just really had no, uh, like, I don't know, I... I was talking to like a therapist about this as well, TMI, but there you go. Well, I, I was know, like, I've it. never <laughs> felt uh, a connection to Ireland. I always wanted to escape. I always felt it was like an escape mission. Like I really didn't want to be there. And I was just looking like I had an American boyfriend when I was 14 till 16. And I invested so much in his world and his life. And I was just, I was like, I, I, don't, like I just didn't think and like when we broke up I really did think that like a big part of me felt now all of a sudden I'm exactly where I am which wasn't nice because at least there was the fantasy of over there yeah. and like the American football and the like you know nice teeth scenarios and like <laughs> what is it Chipotle I don't know uh, all that kind of stuff I hop yeah I hop <laughs> um, all this shit Jamba <laughs> yeah <laughs> We could be here yeah, all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Abercrombie, I don't know. Um, but the yeah, so I found that difficult, and it's only now where I'm going. I should probably try to connect with that more. I feel like maybe it's not, not, not a hundred percent, totally fine. I think I do associate <clears throat> Irish like music and culture and all that. You know, get out your black and tans kind of thing to do with moving to a very countryside school which I had a very bad time in yeah um and I very much did not fit in there and that like people thought I was English because I had such a heavy Dublin accent wow. yeah and so it was a very not nice time and I do associate all, a lot of Irish stuff like ga and stuff like that with yeah not being like very much rejected being by from anywhere different even if it's just Dublin and you're still in Ireland yeah, going yeah. to a country school I went to a country school like yeah. in Thurless but I mean I was from there yeah. so but like anybody who kind of arrived would be such an outsider yes. you like but like who's your one yeah like, exactly you know it's so hard for people and like 
just moving down and trying to create a life in the country like I feel I feel sorry for a lot of the refugees who are put down mm. in like Thurlist or like crappy Irish towns no mm. not to say <laughs> crappy careful uh, yeah. but you know just kind of small Irish towns it's just people are have their little groups and their communities and mm. it's very hard to kind of fit really in on hard. that really hard yeah. especially if like I mean hopefully people are very aware I guess like where mm. people who are refugees have come from or what they're you know hopefully there's an interest and enough curiosity to kind of start to welcome I guess yeah I don't know like an inch I think it's nice if there's an interest but um I don't know I don't know would yeah, you would you have felt like you were bullied in school would you look back and say yeah I I'm I mean yeah I mean I always thought that everyone's bullied in school because mm. kids are assholes a lot of the t- a lot of the time they don't know how to socialize but um yeah, I would have uh, like uh, it's hard to say because I th- I find it such nearly a self pitying word in context of myself, but um, I did there was a, I was very outgoing and all of a sudden I just didn't talk basically and I found yeah the kids very harsh I I mean I think that was how they communicated they were very harsh with each other but I did find that I was the only one who then couldn't. Well, how it felt was all of a sudden then when I turned 14 or 16 and like they didn't think I was hideous anymore or whatever it was, then it, all, all I could see was the people who were like made life really shit for me and they saw a different person that, you know, I don't mm. think that they understood why I was so like freaked out by them talking to me. And then I had like a group of friends in school, in secondary school, um, who I think just let me hang out with them because I said a funny thing once in a while. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, then they started hanging out with all the lads who weren't nice to me. And I found that really jarring because all I could see were kind of people who were, like, really made me suffer. Uh, um, maybe they didn't understand. Mm. And they probably thought of it as, oh, well, we were all just kids. No one gives a shit. But it really impacted me. Actually, now I can see that. Um but yeah, and yeah, I I, I would have yeah said said I would. School I, can be hard. School's a not a nice place. I really opted out as much as I could, man. Yeah. I don't think it. I I really don't think primary school should be a thing. It's not nice. Primary school. Would <laughs> yeah. you have found primary school worse than secondary school? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Because secondary school, I went to an all girls school, and I felt safer there for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I I think I probably had a I mean I, for the later years in primary school my mom was my teacher. No. For three years. How was that? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean my mom is a great teacher, but like you know learned a lot. <laughs> you're in a tiny country school, so you know, the way you have the same teacher like as fourth, fifth and yeah. sixth class. So I had my mom for fourth, fifth and sixth class. And Jesus. You know, you're just all you're like a kid, and then you hear kids being like, "Oh, the teacher's such oh, a Oh no, I didn't even think of that and side it was of it. Awful. And then my mom, um, she couldn't obviously be seen to show extra, mm. you know, be like teacher's pets. So like, I obviously loved you know acting and all that, but I couldn't get the lead role because you can't, give, can't yeah, give your daughter the lead, the lead role, role in the play. I deserved it. <laughs> You were I deserved by your mother. it. Yeah, yeah. I deserved everything. Yeah, no shit. Jesus. The trauma again. That, Who is going to play trauma. me in the movie? <laughs> again, Julia Roberts. Um, I can yeah. see it. <laughs> Fuck. 
crazy. Oh, yeah, that would make a unnecessary difficult. And you dropped out of school, didn't you? Yes. Yes. I got Red Rock when I was 17 and I barely went anyway, basically. Like, all, you know what? The, you get these school journals and there was these little... Um, like tear out yes. things all mine are gone <laughs> like I'd ev- every excuse under the book Um, but yeah no I, I really just tried not to go I really hated it every and second. how were your parents were they like supportive about that or were they like yeah I think they understood like my like when I dropped out of school um, like I didn't do my leaving cert uh, my parents are very I'll alternatively minded in comparison to I'd say the, a lot of people but mm. so they don't believe in institutionalized education neither do I and I you know thought it was all kind of bullshit because I'm I'm very curious and I like read a fuck ton now or you know all the rest and I like to learn about things I want to learn about yeah but obviously it makes you feel stupid when you can't I don't know when you're forced to learn about something that you're not into and you know and also like I dropped out of a science subject to do religion because they made it sound like, you know, oh, Hinduism, Buddhism, you know, different cultures. And all we learned was about um, the uh, Christianity, Judaism and Islam. And I remember being like, these are kind of similar, you know, yeah. except they just do it in different ways. I want to learn about different ideologies and stuff like that. It's like, you know what I mean? Mm. And even that, like the class that I thought, oh, this is where we can be exp- like, interested in you know people and discuss ideas it was like okay this is how you do the essay you do two points of interest here you quote this person and you do like it was all I remember them structuring essays to get marks and I remember just being like I hate this I hate this so much and I'm sure it it suits a very little amount of people it was just I was very lucky to have parents who understood that and I I had yeah I just I had a very difficult time because I dropped out when I was 15 I think yeah I dropped out when I was 15 for a year when other people were doing uh transition year okay and so I then went back after my relationship ended. Um, still the most serious relationship I've ever had. <laughs> and um, uh, he, uh, oh yeah, and so then all of a sudden I was launched back into the bloody social situation. Was it the same school that you went yeah, back yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, okay. it was like secondary school. And were um, they all like, where were you? Can't, like, I don't know if anyone cared that much. Yeah, <laughs> like, <okay>. you know, <laughs> um, and I was just like heartbroken and like really sad all the time. And oh. I was just like, cry um but uh yeah I remember yeah I don't know what was the start of it I've just got lost in my own sadness there and self-pitying um I broke up with my boyfriend <laughs> and it was terrible it was okay terrible. and I never fully got over it you're going back to school John to- come back to me if you hear this come back <laughs> I miss you John <laughs> I miss you so much John did any part of you want to be kind of the like normal girl in school like or were you always happy with who you were um, I don't know. I mean, I I remember one thing I remember is everyone. One of their first descriptive words to me was like, "You're so weird," you know. And I'm like, "Oh, I don't know how, but all right." Um, they they'd always tell me I was weird. Um, and I mean, yeah, I think they found it very funny that I never came into school because, uh, like, my friend group kind of they all won the attendance uh things <laughs> and it was like a group of 10 of them or something do you know but wow. um yeah yeah the people who never know. had a day off like oh was- oh like most of them wouldn't have had 
days off and they were like you know what, I don't what's get the, that. Like, the head of the school head girls you know yeah. like they're all very good um very Debating good at school oh yeah like yeah. very brainy very mm. smart knew what they were doing in life and um yeah i think they found it funny um and i remember actually do you know what one thing i found very difficult about school was uh, amongst other things was going in and the teachers a lot of the time like i'm sure i was not i'm sure i was quite annoying in school because i would very much always want to I'd be like, but why is the Pythagoras theory that way? And she's like, just because it fucking is, all right? Like, just shut up, you know? And I was like, I always want to know the why or let's talk about it or like, how does this apply to life? And it sounds better than probably the questions actually were. But um, I think teachers got very tired of me because they were like, we have a curriculum to get through, you know? And I was like, but I'm actually interested in this one bloody thing and we can't talk about, we can't talk about it. And I remember my English teacher she's brilliant she was like you know those people who are made to be teachers yeah. like actually it's a vocation for them rather than like three months off and paid in the summer and um, she was like just amazing Miss Nagel and um, I remember she went on maternity leave and I was like and that's me gone thank you thank you very much everybody I'm not going to collect my books I'm leaving them <laughs> in the locker I'm out of here like there's something about English teachers isn't there yeah, like, they can either be like dead poets society or like the worst things in yeah, the world for people I had like such a good experience with my English teacher as well and I, I know other people who that was their teacher of school yeah. is like their English teacher I don't know is it that English as a subject is just more kind of there's be, more have room. an opinion yes have an opinion mm. and my English teacher just like brought so many different that. ideas in and bring things in from the newspapers and you're like wow yeah. <laughs> I remember we watched the Hosier music video for Take Me to Church when oh. we were studying poetry and I, she was like look at the symbolism and we were like wow Miss so, so cool yes so cool <laughs> I like I, I remember I remember he was an amazing teacher or he is Mr. O'Toole, if you're listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Miss Nagel, John, reach out to me, please. Someone, someone <laughs> spiraling. Need help. Um, but uh, I remember there was like two or three girls in the class who were like, you wanted to get their six to five points because mm. they had to do, wanted to do X, like medicine yeah. or whatever. So they Build wanted, rockets. they were had, had like, were super intelligent, had amazing memories and could like ream things off, but they hated him because he didn't ever hand us, you know, if you write these notes, you'll get, you know, it was all like... Here's the formula to success. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they used to get like really frustrated by that. Mm. And I was like, ha, <laughs> the subject <laughs> I'm good at. the one thing I thrive at. <laughs> Here's my opinion. I just dropped yeah. all the science. <laughs> <laughs> Pass math. I didn't do any science when he would say. Oh, yeah. I remember the career guidance teacher bringing me in and being like, are you sure you want to do this? You know how difficult it would be getting to get into, I don't know, whatever. And I'm like, look, man, I don't know if I'll even finish this place. Mm. Um, I just want to, I remember, yeah, I wanted to do two languages and they were really concerned about these science subjects. Was Did you have a career guidance teacher? It was like... Yeah, he was he he was actually a science teacher as well, and oh. he was <laughs> he was my own science teacher. So he was like, "Yeah, good choice." <laughs> I swear, oh I swear to God, that is true. <laughs> that's actually that's actually brilliant. He didn't even. Try. He was like, "Yeah, fucking, I'm just get out of here. Just get out of here." He Scrum knew. Kid. He knew. You're bringing down the average of my class. But like, what would I ever use yeah. science? I mean, I think science is amazing. I'd love if I had more interest mm. in it, but I was, I just don't have that type of brain, you mm. know. So I was never going to use yeah. science in anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to learn some engineering stuff because my character is very 
smart in oh. this thing. So I've gotten all these like my little inventors first handbook, um, you know, inventions flip like pop up books because I mean that's the only way that I can cool. get my head around it because <laughs> I really I really yeah I, I I struggle with that. My brain doesn't work that way either. Deadly. Yeah. All right, and I'm afraid okay. that is all we've got time for. Oh, that's absolutely fine by me. It's been and lovely. Everyone. Oh, it's been so <laughs> thrilling. It's been um, so thrilling. I could talk forever. Uh, <laughs> same about absolutely nothing. Absolutely, absolutely nothing. I hope um everyone, by the way, just to you know break the fourth wall here, but uh, I hope everyone was really thrilled by the onomatopoeia situation. Yeah. So it was truly special. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you, Anne. I have so many regrets already. No, don't. Let's just never listen to this. No regrets. Okay. Now nah, regrets. Remember when that was the top joke? Okay, that's goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Thank you for listening to Fail Harder. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. As this is a new podcast, I would really appreciate your help in getting the word out there by doing one or all of these things. Subscribe, rate, review, share, tell people. Also, please feel free to get in touch on Instagram at Emma Jane Purcell or on Twitter at Emma Jane Purcell. Thanks a mil. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.